All right, everybody. Um, welcome back to BGJ One Hundred One Podcast, um, the Storing Podcast. Uh, I have a very, very special guest today. This is Andre Malenka. He's my brother, so I uh, will introduce him in a moment. And and Lucas is back as well, helping out. Eduardo's away sadly today, but um, yeah, we're gonna we got some treats today anyway. So um, just to start off, Andre, if you can just like introduce yourself, like a little bit of background, like. I mean, what you do for work. Um, normally, we talk a lot about jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. Like now, you know, you've you've practiced jiu-jitsu and stuff before, but you're not like a practitioner of jiu-jitsu. But there's a few other things. You know, you do a bit of boxing. You did, you know, yoga for a little bit, and there's a heap of stuff you can kind of yeah, talk about. Yeah, well, that. look, uh, I'm 25 years old. I'm Anton's brother, so I have this genetic strain as well. So if you're familiar with Anton, then, like, yeah, I guess the apple doesn't fall from far, far from, from the tree. tree. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I'm 25 years old. Uh, I've just flown in from SA a couple of days ago. And, um, yeah, do some boxing. I do carpentry is my background in, um, in, in trade. And, uh, yeah, I've always, like, since the age of, like, 12 or something, we started doing weights and exercise yeah. and whatever. So weights has definitely been part of my regime. And I've, I've probably done weights training for, like, eight years or something consistently. Um, soccer was my background uh, initially, so like the um, physical aspect, like cardio and running and endurance sort of stuff, and then um, yeah, just picked up boxing along the way as well. So yeah, Yeah, I probably started playing. I think the first sport would have been rugby or cricket at school. I don't know, probably soccer actually before rugby. But yeah, yeah, same age, like ten, eleven, stuff like that. What about you, Lucas? What time did you start doing any type of? Uh, I started soccer, so I was a soccer player. Yeah, yeah everyone's playing soccer. I was a goalkeeper, though. Yeah. I wasn't very fast. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was a midfielder. Yeah. No, I was, was very fast. I was on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right wing, playing the right, right wing. Nice, yeah. Very fast. Yes. And I started playing soccer, was maybe mm, eight or nine years okay, old. Okay, young man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, was, everyone started. Yeah, I played in a decent level in Brazil until mm. 19 years old. Yeah. And then after that, I stopped and started training jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. He, he started fairly young as well. He played he played fairly decent. I started playing, level. like, um, what, soccer? Yeah. Yeah, club. I started playing at, like, 11, I think, club. And yeah. then I started going to better clubs or whatever. But then it became too political, either, like, the dad's, um, someone's dad's on the committee or whatever, and then it just becomes about who's, like, funding the club and then they get like lifted to the next level. Yeah, it's the, it's the same thing in Brazil. Yeah. Same thing in Brazil. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But like, um, let's talk a little bit more about like kind of like moving into like athletic kind of area, like to do with weights and stuff like. That. Does anybody know like what age they started like lifting weights and stuff like that? I started pretty early. Now I actually I started, started too. So there used yeah. to be like this thing with a gym. I'm not going to mention the gym because it's not necessary, but they had a thing in like the holidays where they wanted to encourage like younger people or yeah. youth to start training at a younger age. It's also like a business thing to get younger people in the gym. So they end up with the memberships, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, like, yeah, you get a free membership. You get it through school the holidays, school holidays like right? So I reckon I started lifting weights at like 14, like properly at a gym. Yeah. I, I, I reckon I lifted, yeah, probably not not at a gym. I remember, like, I would get mum to buy, you know, barbells and weights and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. This is already when I started to, like... We had, like, a weight machine thing at home. Yeah. And, like, and, like, sit-up benches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, already, from, like, this is from rugby. From 12, stuff, man. Yeah. So, from, yeah, from... So, that's when I started to move into rugby. So, I would have been, like, 12 years old and starting to get equipment and things like that to train and like get a barbell and a flat bench and blah 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 oh, man our, our mum yeah. used to be a gym junkie right yeah. and like back in the day when like we were kids she would she wouldn't be able to get like a babysitter and she'd go do like a pump class you know with the weights and mm. whatever and she'd class, sit us what on they a piece, call crossfit now yeah, yeah what they call crossfit but <laughs> and, and she would just put us on a piece of equipment and just be like sit here don't move and go do the class so we like had an influence from the gym pretty early, sure. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's probably something. But, yeah, like, uh, I remember starting probably, like, yeah, like, 11, 12, like, moving into playing rugby, 12 years old, like, oh, but it waits and you need to do it to do this and blah, blah, blah. But I remember starting to do, like, programs. And I would research stuff from MMA. Like, I think, actually, the first, like, proper, like, workout circuit thing that I looked up was, like, 
a super old um, workout sequence from um, Randy Couture. I remember he had like all these DVDs and all this stuff like that. And when I was probably like 13 or something like that, and I did like a circuit, it was like six exercises with a barbell, nothing else. And you just did that like, he's like, man, I do like 10 cycles and all this stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, this is not going to make you look like a bodybuilder or anything, but you're going to be strong and everything. And I was like, oh, I'll just do that. Because they had like all basic movements with this survival, like a deadlift, like a squat, like an overhead press and everything. Yeah. And All compound uh, yeah, lifts. Yeah, yeah, all compound lifts, all the basic things. And yeah, man, I'd, I I used to do that like all, all every every time I'd work out, like, you know, three times a week or whatever, I'd get that thing and put whatever weight I could do and then just do every, the whole sequence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like three times a week or whatever. Yeah, that's that's something that like um th- this is something that I've encountered a lot um like kind of competing and stuff like that and just in general like people always like um like attribute all the success you have in whatever you're doing to your athleticism and stuff like that and it's like there is a, a massive component that is helpful and stuff like that but it's not that's only one side of the coin you know what I mean you you have to be athletic and powerful and you know, you have some genetic gifts and things like that as well, but you also got to work super, super hard. It's like, it's a super common thing that you hear people just at the gym like, ah, oh, yeah, but that guy's on steroids. Like, yeah, but he's still working super hard. You know what I mean? Like um, for like a bodybuilding, you know what I mean? Like the guy's this man mountain huge. And yeah, the guy is using supplements and things like that, but you're also nowhere, working nowhere near as hard. You come to the gym twice a week and then you complain. And um I think, like, a lot of people have that experience, you know what I mean, whether it's about jiu-jitsu level or about, you know, oh, this guy's making money in businesses. It's really easy to kind of go, oh, well, you've got all these things and oh, you, it's easy for you but it's hard for me. And that kind of attitude is something that is becoming more and more, like, common, I think. Everyone, see, it's easy to be the victim of life and instead of, like, fucking taking control of your stuff and, and, you know, taking charge and actually getting the outcomes you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has kind of experienced that or whatever, but I definitely have to do with jiu-jitsu, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I think it's something that I've noticed just in people's behavior and attitude, but the biggest thing, it's like a seesaw, right? It's like you don't really start noticing results and effects after three months, and the thing is people just, everything's like a now culture. Like, you yeah, click yeah. everything at a button and you see everything. Everything's always instantaneous, transactions, exchanges whatever it may be but like um it's a seesaw you actually have to ride the seesaw and the thing is it gets harder and steeper as you get to the end but as soon as it tips over that like yeah yeah i know what you mean the like scale, the threshold and then the... you actually have momentum in your favor but um most people don't really ride that wave out long enough to, to actually, get over the hill kind to of get thing. A, yeah, yeah exactly to get to the next level and level so, up and do it again yeah yeah but uh, i don't know I like, know, but that's hard man it's hard in everything and that's why you know or I mean? patience and persistence. The, the, main, the main thing with progressing or achieving or getting anywhere in life is consistency. The thing is, man, you just have to turn up time and yeah. time again. doesn't matter. And the thing is, like, the, the time conquers all. And, like, if you're going to come and rock up to the gym and you're going to put in the time and the hours and the effort and the thing, man, like, it, the truth is undeniable. And the thing is, like, if you're going to witness or, or like, you, you're going to put in this time, like, yeah, you... you like, you can't deny someone's hard work and their labor and the fruits of their labor. And the thing is, like, this particular effort that you're and the energy that you're committing to this, like, no one can take it away from you. It's like someone that's overweight, for example, is like, they're like, oh, I eat chicken salad and, and whatever. It's like, no, man, you're eating Doritos. You can't hide the fact, like, there's always some sort of, like, obvious signal. Like, you can't hide it. If you're the truth and you're truthfully doing this, then like it comes out it's in obvious and, 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 and the thing is like it's readable with everyone can see it and everyone can witness it the thing is like if you're going to come and dedicate yourself to this wholeheartedly then like man no one can ever take that away from you because you have gone and ventured so far and so or, or to a point where it's just like you can't like yeah you know what I'm, you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, I think anyone can take it out the hard work you did, you know? Yeah. The knowledge you acquire from anything you do, like jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I, I think, like, what what do you say to people? What, do you, what, what can you say to people that, like, man, that do... Because there's people here at jiu-jitsu that do that. There's people that are struggling with their businesses. There's people that... And they think they're working hard. The problem is, this is what I think, and you guys can weigh in on it, but mm. 
people actually do work hard or for them, what is hard? They're putting effort in. But a lot of people put this effort in a direction or in a way that it kind of just well, it's not waffles really. out. It doesn't work. I know, but it's not really effort then, is it? No, it is. It's still effort. They still work. Like, man, they're still... Like, for example, there's people that have come to this gym that do turn up six times a week, that have trained, mm-hmm. but because they cannot change the way they take in information, because they cannot... They're so stubborn in their way that even the way they do this is ineffective. I know, but that's yeah. just the that's a that's an attitude and a perspective. Because the thing is, like, if they see things a particular way or they have a particular attitude, like the biggest thing is openness. If they're not open to actually exploring new avenues and evolving, yeah. and 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 the thing that sucks about that is, like, at some point you're going to be reduced back to square zero, right? You're going to be yeah. like, oh shit, I don't know anything about leg locks. I don't know anything about uh, arm carpentry, locks or painting, carpentry or painting or business or whatever. And the thing is, like. People suffer this thing with pride where it's like, oh, I have a credential or an an accolade or something that represents what I am and now it's taken away from you because you're now realising you know nothing. Like when you have to suffer that, I guess, blow to your pride or your ego or whatever it may be, like it's hard to go forward and be like, oh, like I actually don't know anything. And now I have to commit to knowing or or actually, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? I think a lot of people use that sunken cost fallacy as like an example. It's like... What does sunken cost mean? So sunken cost fallacy is like, for example, you, you um, Luke says a business and I invest 10 grand. Yes. And then he's like, ah, oh, man, everything's great and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but I need another five grand because this thing's got a problem. All right, here's another five grand. Mm. And then he goes and he comes back six months later and goes, oh, man, look, everything's really good, but I'm having some more problems. I, I need another two grand, but then it's going to be all good and you're going to make all this money. Yes. Yeah, here's another two grand. Yes. And then he comes back six months later and asks for another grand. The thing is, is because you've already invested 10 grand, you yeah. don't want to just let that go. Yeah, so you, you spend another seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And There's the, a similar thing in poker, for example. Poker, it's like once you're already invested, it's like, do I go all in or do I like... Yeah, correct. It's the same, it's the same the idea. But the thing is with a fold is you're making a loss. And when that's like cutting your losses in life. Correct. This is the point that okay. I'm about to make. Right. So the thing is, is like people do that with jujitsu or business or whatever. I, I'll use the example of jujitsu. There'll be people that train here in a particular way that have a certain skill set after 10 years. That's not very effective. But instead of recognizing that and going, oh, the way I've been training, the way I've been doing things and what I've done for the last... 10 years, hasn't worked, I need to change that. They just go, no, the way I do things is correct and it's going to work and I'm going to make it work and they just not, keep doing it that not way. Not necessarily. They're just unhappy with that. They're not really progressing. I know, but they don't want to change and the, the reason they don't want to change is because they've committed fa- 10 years to doing it that They've committed to it, yeah, correct, and it's what's familiar and that's when people sort of get stuck in the cycle of repeating the same, Shit, same yeah. errors and the same flaws or the same whatever again and again and again but that comes down to a sense of pride because they can't accept the fact that oh, sh- oh crap i've done something wrong for so long now yeah it could be, it could be pride it could be that they just don't want to yeah, realize that think, they're flawed i think some some people they don't even realize i agree yeah, man some people enough. can't no. even figure out that they're in that cycle or that that like they don't have the ability to comprehend how things are i totally mm-hmm. agree man okay I, like it's, it's, some people really do come here and train as hard as they can and I'm sure people do that in their businesses or whatever. But the thing is also is they're not open and committed to like continually evolving, continually evolving. Yeah. People kind of get comfortable in certain situations. Partic- like you can talk about it with age and a lot of psychologists do. They'll talk about it like, oh, you know, after 35, it's difficult to change your ways and blah, 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 blah. And you can believe whatever you want. Now, if you look at the broad spectrum, that's probably accurate because people kind of get it takes them 35 years to develop a personality that they're comfortable with. And now that they've developed that, they're like, all right, I'm, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And then like w- when it comes to recognizing like, wait, for the last 35 years, what I've learned from my parents, what I've learned about life and the way I do things and my friends doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's correct. Yeah. That's not the right way to do things. But people can't, they, they, don't, they don't make that decision or differentiation. They do think that is the only way to do things. The way I do things is correct. And the way other people do things might be wrong in, my, like in their opinion. Yeah. But the thing is, is there's no correct way. There's just things you do and outcomes from that. And that's something for people to read that I think people struggle yeah. with understanding. 
yeah, but it's 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 easier to analyze the. Uh, other people's like life, a hundred percent than your own. Than so much easier to throw so rocks yeah. and look at your own life. Like yeah. Stones yeah. And yeah. It's, it's hard to yeah. look yourself in the mirror and talk about your, you know, the mistakes yeah. you commit. Yeah, inwardly. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. Super difficult, but it's necessary. Oh, but it's, never yeah, it. it's very confronting. But um, I think conflict in in some cases is probably one of your most useful tools in a sense because when you stir something up, you have to find a resolution. Yeah, it's a catalyst for creating a an outcome. But in, in doing so, that's like destruction is actually the foundation for like new growth or 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 something productive or constructive. Yeah, involvement. Involvement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like any like any. Te- for example, let's use a jujitsu analogy. Well, the only the only reason I'm going to improve in leg lock area is because people keep submitting me on leg lock, so I'm yeah. losing and not doing well. So but, I go, oh, I need to correct that, and I do, and I improve on it. And and the thing is, is People have opportunities to do that in literally every aspect of their life, but instead, people kind of again. I don't. I don't know whether it's an age thing or a made up mind, but I think people just set their feet in the ground and say, "No, this is the way it's going to be," and they refuse to use those opportunities. Yeah, but when you, when you're saying like people get submitted again, in a sense, it, it doesn't matter what aspect, whether it's like in jujitsu or anywhere else. Like yeah. it, with, there's a a level of suffering to that, right? You're suffering yeah, 100%. some sort of yeah, 100%. Consequence. And without suffering, you cannot grow because if you don't suffer, you can't really evaluate your circumstance and the situation and what's going to happen. And yeah, I agree. Move forward from that. So, yeah, just my two cents. Yeah, 100%. Uh, one, one thing that I would like to ask you, Andre, is yes. um, I use this uh, whoop strap, which... What is uh, that? Yeah, let's for explain. Example, yeah, so the, the, no the whoop strap, uh, it's like a sleep coach. Yeah. Okay, so it helps with S- my sleep. Sleep coach? Sleep coach. Sleep, sleep yeah. coach, okay. So it, it tells me how many hours I need of sleep to pick in the next day. Yes. This sort of stuff. And also records uh, the strain of my day. So like a physical output in energy or heart rate? Like how does heart, it, yeah, it, it, it's, heart rate? it measures... Uh, because of the the heart rate, yeah. it says how strain was if was high or low. Yes, yeah? and we have we have groups, and I have a friend that works as a trader. Yeah, and his strain is always the biggest of the. So group. you have like a group of people that you connect with on the yes, app or yes. whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. There's many groups. We have one group of of friends, and this friend of mine he works as a trader. Yeah, he's a carpenter as well. And um, his strength is always high. His you know? output is one of the highest. In the one of the highest. And I train jiu-jitsu twice a day. Yeah. And sometimes I go there and I look and his strength is bigger than mine. How does he do this? How, how, how? Mm. It didn't even work out. What, what happened? Yeah. So my question is, uh, working as a trader, do you think that helps in your fitness level as well? I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, like one of the reasons for that is I think just because it, it depends whatever the other the person's doing in their routine as well. It, I, I don't think it's like key just to doing a trade, but I think the biggest thing with doing a trade is you're constantly activating, like you're constantly in an activated state. You're always using the musculature. You're yeah. always using your body. And the thing is like if you're going to add that with say weights or with training and stuff like that, then it's like doing constant weights to a low low level weight to a low level but it's still a level of conditioning because whether you're carrying this or carrying that any physical labor resistance resistance you know what i mean you're always going to be conditioning yourself and the thing with like this constant activation is you're actually conditioning your body to always be prepared to be uh like under load under load you know so it's like yeah and with consistency like also with the activation of muscle right like if you read a book, you'll remember the knowledge if it gets used for years and years. Whereas if you do something physical and you start doing weights, for example, and after, like with the process of like hypertrophy, which is building the muscle, muscle the muscle tears itself, it repairs itself. That's how it becomes bigger and stronger. If this, like if you stop training for three days, your muscle then starts to deflate and deteriorate. Like there's such thing as muscle memory. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. But atrophy occurs. Atrophy starts to occur, which is after like three or four days, the muscle starts to shrink and deteriorate. Um, and like with this, 
it's like a particular threshold. You're always like pushing this at limit and you always will have that capacity to perform, you know? Physically, yeah. Physically. Because you're just physically under load and your body's used to a certain amount of load. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you if you know like, um, you know, anime and stuff like that in Dragon Ball Z, I remember watching when I was a little kid and stuff, they would have like this hyperbaric chamber thing like that would put pressure on them. So just moving around would like be a workout and then they would like work out in there on purpose under this gravity thing to so it's like yeah, you, you, you're kind of like moving around with an increased gravity compared to other people because you're just physically carrying things mm. and moving objects and stuff like that and you know like you're saying it activates your muscles so it kind of like keeps you strong for a longer period of time the funny thing is though there's like a flip side to that because I'm going to bring like the trader guys that are here mm. at, at the gym yes. um, that train jiu-jitsu because they've now this is an error on their part. They just they're not focusing on the other side of like being well, there's, healthy. There's there's yin and yang to yeah, everything. Yeah. So there's Good one doesn't exist or, yeah. without the opposite, and you always have to yeah. recognize that there's a compromise. Like there's a compromise with the decisions that you make. So yeah, everything has a negative aspect to it, regardless well, of what it is. Not necessarily negative, but there's an opposite. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Two so, sides to a coin. Yeah, hundred percent. So they they're super strong and powerful, and they can like perform, you know, with more power than the average person. But because they're so activated all the time, they start to get very stiff. And and their musc the musculature is just like oh, yes. rigid, and they get joint issues, and they get back Tend- problems, tendonitis, and tendonitis, and all these things. Now, the problem for them is that leads to a high level of injury. Now, it only leads to a high level of injury because they're not using that opportunity to correct it, like we talked about before. Instead what, of which opportunity? Well, when you have any type of destruction or issue or problem, that's an opportunity to grow and improve and, and better yourself or level up or whatever you want to use as the term. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, they're just like, ah, whatever, who gives a shit? And that's, I think that's like a tradie thing or a, or a guy thing, like a tough guy thing where it's just like, yeah, whatever, oh, man. She, she'll be right. She'll, she'll be right, right. whatever. Yeah. Get, put some glue on it, boom, it's all good. And <laughs> yeah. then, but the problem just is. Just wrap it up, duct tape. Yeah, duct tape whatever. it up, whatever. <laughs> you know, if they're an electrician, whatever, if they're a tiler, they just put some concrete on it, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. Just what I mean? rub some grout in it. Rub some grout in it and spit on it, they'll be fine. So, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, the problem is, is like, it, particularly as you get older, and, and most of the guys that are training here, you know, you know, they're family people, you know, they're getting into their mid to late 30s, uh, you know, early 40s and stuff. And, man, your body can't keep up and they're, and they're starting to, you know, completely deteriorate, you know, like particularly if you add jiu-jitsu. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's such a contorting sport, like you're putting your body in such it's unusual so postures yeah. and like twisting your spine and twisting your rib cage and, maneuvering in ways that's unnatural for a human being to move or natural, whatever you want to say. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe we lose that natural ability to move that way, which is probably more likely. But for them now, it's completely unnatural and it leads to massive injuries. Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll be able to train for three weeks solid and they get an injury and they don't do anything about it. Wait three weeks, come back. And they're in this perpetual cycle of like, oh, one week on, one week off, one week on, one week off because they can never never sort that stuff out. And – Look, the hardest thing yeah, in life in general. Yeah. yeah, but the hardest thing in life in general is to find a balance where you can be comfortable and that's what everyone's like fighting for and striving for every day, you know what I mean? But like that's something that guys that are strong, whether it's they're coming from a rugby background, you know, a carpentry background or a building background or anything physically manual where there's a lot of power and strength is because they're so one end of the spectrum on it hmm. that they, they just deteriorate and it might take five years yes it might take 10 years it might take six months it depends how deep you're in already yeah but yeah. there's there's always like the counterbalance i honestly think yoga is probably one of the best things i would recommend um from my own experience so i had uh, a shoulder surgery because i was building a second story floor structure and i walked on one of the joists and it's pulled out i've caught myself with both arms for people that don't know what that is like explain like how high is it oh so basically it's a second story floor there's a floor joist um how high up is it how high probably like three three and a half meters off the ground onto a concrete slab i had like a plank underneath me or whatever to like get it up there so i've walked on it it's pulled out um there at like uh 45 centimeter spacings 450 in Mm. trade terms and then so there's a 900 like a doorway gap, right? As yeah. wide as the doorway. So I've fallen through there and I've grabbed or sprawled out and caught onto the things on either side of me. 
And because of falling forwards, like I've all like hyperadducted the shoulder joint and I've completely ruptured the right pec tendon off of like the humerus, which is the shoulder bone. Anyways, so after that, put me out of action for a little while. And like, I just, uh, after about a year or so after recovery, I did yoga like full, full time for like three months. Right. I thought this was a good opportunity to exploit my weakness because I'd lacked flexibility from all my weights training and never really stretching and stuff like this. And I, it was probably one of the greatest finds that I discovered in this period of time. I realized how much compression there was on my spine, whether it's from weights, whether it's whatever, like even I, I don't see my brother that often, but he came down to Adelaide for whatever. He's like, you're taller. I was like, how? I haven't done anything. I've just been stretching. But you just notice how like open and free and mobile you are, you know, mm. it's like lubricating the joints and you feel mm. like. Yeah. So you spent, you know, 24 years doing the hard, heavy hard duty activation. activation stuff. And then you spent, you know, and you can correct it. That's the funny thing. Cause there's a lot of people that have done stretching things and yoga things here at the gym or in general. And that's the, one of the key things that they talk about is like, this is one of the quickest adaptations on your body that can occur. You know I mean? Within three months you can correct, you know, you're doing yoga for three months or so and you've mm-hmm. corrected 25 years of issues, but, but you were doing you it every day. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, the thing. I, like I'll give you a rundown. I was doing at least like five yoga classes a week. My, my, my record, I did three back to back Bikram yoga. So 44, 40 degree room, one and a half hour classes. I did four and a half hours of like yoga like in that in period, even yeah. though it's like basic postures and stuff, but like when I do things, so, that I, yeah, I it's intense. As well. yeah. I think I think the hard hard part, for example, for for us that do jujitsu, like we talked about, yeah. uh, for example, I was I put myself doing yoga three times per week during the morning. That, that's good, man. Yeah, that's really it, good. it was helping a lot. The, but the, the, yes, yeah, as as soon as you start feeling better, you you just stop doing it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yes. the funny thing is, like, it, it's like that's the gift or the trade-off. It's like if you actually balance the life with yin and yang. So yeah. yang is the really activation. Yin is sort of like the softer and more whatever. But you'll notice how fresh you feel yeah. when you come to training and turn up and, right, you're like, yeah, I feel good. I feel good, man. Yeah, but that's the problem. People are like, oh, I feel great. And then they start waning off the thing that's making them feel good. And then they, you kind of fall back into your old habit. And yeah, it's hard and to, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy because it's like an extra thing to your to your um, schedule and all the rest of it. And 100%. And always time is the most difficult thing to balance out. Like mm. you want to train this, you want to, you want to go and do social stuff, you want to fill this part of your schedule and blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is like, all right, you're going to sleep, you know, all right, seven to eight hours, nine hours, depending on what you do. Some people less, you you know, a lot of people say you should never sleep less than seven hours, whatever. But let's say you sleep six to nine hours a night Mm -hmm. out of your 24 hour schedule. You're like, there's not a lot left. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to. You know, use the bathroom, take a dump, have a shower. That's <laughs> that's the first 40, thing you mentioned. No, man, that's forty-five <laughs> minutes of each day, right? That's forty-five 40, minutes in the like, toilet, yeah, man. Yeah, what are you doing? Not there? just on, not just on the toilet, like brushing your teeth, having a shower, doing all this stuff. That's yes. an hour, right? Breakfast. So now, Eating, now you got breakfast, yeah. travel, whatever. So at the end of it, you got like nine hours left, and most people work for eight of them. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you and know. then and then also if they've got children and all the rest yeah. of it, it's going to be a much more difficult schedule, and it's not really on your own part. You know, organizing yeah, that's, things. And, yeah. But the, I think that's hard. the hardest part of life. It's finding the balance. Yes, hundred percent. And you're always going to be trying to balance, like it's. And, and the thing the is, is, it's uh, it is like it's that. A it's, constant struggle. There's you you just juggling plates all day for the rest of your life since you turn you know sixteen or whatever, and you yeah. become like an adult or whatever, whatever yeah. age you start becoming more independent. You start realizing instead of your mom and dad holding the plates, now you're doing it, and it's like, oh my god, what do I do? <laughs> And that's how everyone feels, you know what I mean? And the thing is, is whether you're 70 or whether you're 15, like, or 16 and just moved out of home or 18. The decisions, but some just on on the individual to um, evaluate and choose and make their own compromise. It doesn't matter what decision you make. There's always going to be a compromise. Where am I going to gain the most? Where am I going to gain the least? Whatever you... I know, but it takes time. Like, that's just through experience, man. Like, that's why it's always always, um, super good to have people around you that kind of have done things similar before and you can kind of turn to them and have mentorship and stuff, which I think has kind of disappeared from society a little bit. Like, that doesn't really... What's that? 
like that mentor, like having people that you can turn to for like people, like particularly in, in my opinion, in the Westernized culture, like, um, it's quite greedy. What do you mean? Oh, nothing. Like everything is at a cost or it needs to be in exchange. It's like, yeah, I'll do this favor for you know, me for this favor. Capitalist system and stuff like that. But the yeah. thing is, is like, um, even before with the same type of thing, but like people used to help out and people, it was much more communal. Like we, we've moved away completely from community. Everything's yes. so clinical and corporate and stuff. And it's like, man, you're human. People are humans. Yeah. You're humans, but people don't even treat, you know what I mean? Like, the, the days of like, it, it, we, we have a slightly different, but most of the people that we know that we grew up with, yeah. man, they don't go and hang out with their grandparents. They don't go and do family things. Well, there's with different values. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know, but the value over, over the broad spectrum of society has changed. Like it's it, like man, people treat their own family members with Worst, corporate ideas yeah. and stuff. It's uh, like, uh, yeah, most people don't even give their, their family the time of day compared to their friends or whatever. And, then that comes with appearance and yeah, all the like, rest of it, like uh, yeah, how you how you're perceived by your peers and all the rest of it, rather than actually yeah coming together and just being true and honest and to do with that like mentorship thing, like I think that's massively disappeared, and I think that's why so many people struggle mentally, man. You know what I mean? Like if you used to live in small villages or towns or whatever, like man. You used to sit down and talk with your parents. You used to sit down and talk with an uncle. You used to sit down and talk with people yeah. and talk about like, oh, you know, this is happening. I'm not happy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's whatever. like we'll sit down and eat dinner around the TV. Around the TV <laughs> and just look at this thing and, and rather than no one connects and, and talks. And, through like a screen. Yeah, well, they'll talk on the phone and it's still not the same type of thing as like or, face-to-face. Or even just as an experience, how many people have witnessed this if they go to a a restaurant or a cafe or whatever and there might be a couple or a family and just look how like this they're all on the phone, phone yeah. rather than actually interacting and engaging yeah. Yeah. and that's like you know social media and, and, and technology and stuff like that but I, I just think in general like how many people if they're upset or whatever turn go to their grandparents because the thing is is like they've had the most experience out of anybody you know that you're comfortable with right and there should be someone you're comfortable with and a lot of them are and that's also the thing that I'm talking about like Man, some people don't even have any type of relationship with these people. And that's their history. That's where they came from. Yeah. And they don't but utilize, they're... like, one of the biggest sources of information that's they're ever going to have connection to in their life. Mm-hmm. They don't even utilize it. Yeah. You know, they don't go to them with problems. They don't go to them to talk. They don't go to them to do anything. They just sit in their room and, you know, message somebody on an online chat room. That order. doesn't know what's going on with their It doesn't understand. Either. And, like, I, I think this is a big reason for a lot of like mental health issues and you know all these problems like people don't help each other and a lot of it's just because people don't ask either you know what i mean like man if you got a problem you gotta ask people (laughs) this is something that i find funny and it's whether it's um like i've heard other people talk about it too like if you like if you've got an issue with piping or plumbing you call a plumber if you've got an issue with um your car you go see a mechanic Mm -hmm. like there's a, there's a, I think there's a certain, um, like stigma or whatever around certain things, particularly mentally. And I think it's just because it's not tangible. Like if you're struggling with your mind, sometimes you might have to go see a psychologist. I, yeah, I understand, but I, I, I totally get the avenue. But the hardest thing, I think one of the hardest things mm. for anyone to do is actually make sense and articulate and express the way that they feel, the way 100%. that they think. It 100%. is one of the biggest challenges for anyone, anyone on the planet. Anyone yeah. will ever face. And well, that's what any disagreement's based off, right? It's a miscommunication. I, I, I don't know understand. about disagreements, but I'm just talking about expression of self. Not being comprehending. Yeah, yeah but comprehending you, what you, someone you feels can barely is comp- comprehend yourself rather yeah. than actually it's, relay a message onto someone, someone else, else that they can understand equally. And that's where I think experience, experience is the relation to all because it's like, oh, I felt a particular way during this experience. So when you're sharing things like this with people, like this is an avenue for you both to connect and grow. It's like, I actually sort of understand where you're coming from because my situation here was quite similar. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of feel a similar way. You know what I mean? And that's like the bond or the link. And then you can sort of talk, uh, even if you're like a little bit off or whatever, but it's like a similar level or plateau. You know what I mean? That you can... You can use experience as a bridging way of describing that. Yeah, absolutely. Talking talking about um, family and the 
the way people communicate nowadays. I uh, would like to ask, what about you guys? Because you guys have a Russian background. Yeah. How was the culture and like the the way you guys used to hang with family and stuff? We always had a very, very strong family connection and like friends and Russian community and stuff like that. And and like our grandparents came from like like villages, small villages on the border of they, Russia and they, China. They came like. to Australia with nothing yeah. as like teenagers, yeah. you know, and not knowing people, obviously there was a bit of like a Russian community or whatever, and they stick to it with each other, you know, and... That's something that you talked about before, that like the connection through experience. Like those people were like lifetime friends because, man, they went through the most difficult stuff you can imagine. And mm -hmm. it's not like migrating now. Like, man, these people came from like they didn't escaping wars, didn't speak English. English. They just come here not knowing anything, can't communicate. They somehow get a job and then like every day is a struggle. You know what yeah. I mean? Imagine like it's complete foreign. You don't know, you can't speak, you don't, you, you can't even... You don't even have it a way to but, uh, but that's why they were always... Like, all of these people, and people talk about it all the time, it's all of these types of people. They always figure out how, how to, to be it. some type of, like, success and survival. Like, man, because that's what they're experiencing. And they're um, forced to, by default, by the situation they're in. But they also to, make a decision there. It's like, oh, do I want to go ahead with this am i going to like am i actually going to i know this? but the driving force is so strong because like yes. the, oh, the, yeah, the other sure. option is like man i'm, Suffer I'm gonna just be uh, in complete suffering like i'm gonna die i'm gonna like what am i gonna do you're gonna suffer immediate yeah. consequences yeah. and when your life's on the line like that in a sense right you have to become rise to the occasion yeah you're gonna but be creative is, you're gonna but be this, whatever and this is one of the hardest things like i think this is almost a mental state or a level that people could almost practice It may be not to a f full degree, but like to a lesser degree or whatever, whether it's with their training, whether it's with their business, like you have to have this sense of urgency and continuation where it's like, oh, like I need to get this done, uh, you know, mm -hmm. otherwise like you can, uh, but there's no right or wrong way to live. It's just depending on what you want to do. With that, there's always a compromise in time, your schedule, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah you can but stress. We can compare this driving force you're talking about with, for example, Uh, the UFC athletes, uh, the, for example, I'm going to talk about the guys from Brazil. Yeah. Right? Charles Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the favelas. And yeah. the guy, man, his yeah. driving force is unbelievable. Mm. The guy's from another world, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's the only thing. That he, he, they have. That's he, it. There's you know, no, it's the only no thing. thing. He yeah. knows. He believes 100% in that thing. Yeah. If it doesn't work, yeah. they got nothing else. There's, no, there's no plan B, There's man. no second. There's no plan yeah. B. Yeah, yeah. correct. Plan no A, second this, option. this is all I got and it's happening. Yeah, yeah. but that's also like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what a lot of people talk about too is like people from like these first world countries. Like they're, they're like a, um, you know what I mean? Their, their problem is how easy things are. They're probably like they're, they're a, a victim of um, their own circumstances, which is life's too freaking easy. And because it's easy, man, it's, there's no urgency to do anything. Why, why would you go and get a job and, and get the house you want and buy the car you want if, You're just getting by, getting whatever payment you get from the government or whatever. It's a or, lifestyle choice. Yeah, it is. But they're, they're driving, their driving force is nothing because they're like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Oh, comfort. Comfort's a dangerous I, thing. It is know? a dangerous thing, yeah, for sure. You get too comfortable well, in, with whatever. In, in, in terms of productivity. Yeah, no, no. And, um, the other, like, Just moving back to your, your other question, but like to do with culture and stuff like that, I think a lot of the culture and like stuff that they kind of push towards us has got to do with that because that was their experience of their life. So it's always been about, you know, working hard and, and, um, you know, making as much as you can and doing all these things and like, you know, being not, not comfortable, but like, man, always, it's like, they were kind of like pushed into a state of, um, continual growth or whatever by default, by coming to this country, by leaving their place. And they were pushed into that state. And I think, but there's also a flip side to that, right? People that came from a country where they had nothing were like, look at all these opportunities, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And then people here might get upset because it's like, oh, look at all these foreigners or whoever it may yeah. be. But it's just like, man, that's people life. That's that's is, yeah. take, taking their opportunities and taking their L's with their, the, with their wins, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. wherever you can find the balance in life and, and get like one up you know what i mean or double up yeah, somewhere and absolutely like anyone's gonna take that opportunity for sure and and like continuing on with that like culturally um that's i think been a massive part of it 
And um, we've always only ever had, like, complete transparency. Like, I don't have any recollection of people being like, oh, you know, like, there was no coddling ever. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, if there was something wrong, what are you doing? What are you, what's the wrong with this? Like, you know, oh, this is wrong. You need to fix it. Or, like, and I think that's one of the reasons that we are always, like, push to have the highest standard of things because, man, that's the only thing that was acceptable. That was the only thing that was like, it has to be this standard. There's no compromise. There's no compromise for, oh, because you feel sad. Who cares? You get there and you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, your feelings <laughs> don't change the outcome. It's the same with their feelings. Like, oh, I don't feel good today. I'm not going to work. No, if I don't work, I don't get food. If yeah, I don't get food, like, I don't, I'm hungry. This, like, this was yeah. one of our grandfather's expressions. It's like, oh, what you're going to do? Sit and cry? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Just sit here and like. And play with your thumbs, like yeah. That that that's and and men. This is like this is a cultural clash for a lot of people. Like you know, what I mean, like a lot of people that we deal with, even me teaching, like people get upset with me because I'll be like, man, you need to do this, you need to change this, you need to do that. It's just and it, it, they're not used to that, but I am. You know what I mean? They're not used to that at all, and it comes off in a way that I'm aggressive or whatever. But it's like, look, I'm not here to to think about your emotions. I'm here to do this job. My job is to make you good at jiu-jitsu, whatever. Can I just add to that? So, like, basically, it doesn't matter. This is, like, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, for example, but in order to achieve things by any means necessary. Mm. So he's not trying to be rude. He's not trying to be personal. He's not trying to direct something or energy towards someone or whoever it may be. But it's like, I'm trying to achieve a result. And the thing is, to achieve that result... There's certain steps that need to be processed or need to be achieved. And this is no different with any skill, any way of dealing or whatever. It's like, I need to get this done. And like, that's like discipline though, as well on his part, because he has to execute this time and time and again Mm. to achieve a particular result, whether it's running a class for the day, sticking to schedule, getting somewhere on time, whatever it may be. But just like the catch 22, like sometimes that's not helpful because the people you're talking to or the people you're instructing or the Might people you're dealing with, you you talking that way is actually going to damage their ability to learn. It's going to damage... Because everyone's different. You know but what sink I mean? or swim, like some people will absorb it differently. In the- I don't know, but like the thing is, is like just like we talked about with the balance before, is some, I need to learn and this is something that... Because I've never, ever, ever, ever experienced... Like, man, I don't... I, there's never been a softness. A delicate. We, we don't deal like... We're not with tactical delicate. in like... Tactful in like... Oh, are you okay? <laughs> oh, by the way, just do it this way. It's all right. It will help. No, man, do it like this. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I think do it, this, do that. I think that, and that's something that I've had to improve on a lot, and I have improved on it. But it's still, it's still never going to get to a process, point yeah. that it's like I'm going to be able to help the people that are on that end of the spectrum. I'm still over here. Like that's the end. All right, I moved like you know three centimeters this way, <laughs> and I don't know if I can get to the middle. The middle's in my lifetime. It's impossible to get to the middle because I've spent 25 years here. But every day you try and do this, and there's other people on this end of the spectrum that need to be like, okay, when. You do the triangle, grip on your <laughs> shin, and, and and that's just the way that, and I'm being silly and making fun of it, but that's what they need because that's what they've received their life. And it's not wrong. That's what they respond to. That's what they respond to because that's their experience. Mm. My experience is this, and neither way is wrong. This is their way. This is my way. And you have to somehow find a way to kind of bridge and meet in the middle. And it's not always possible. And I think, I think this... It, it kind of builds the way your character. Oh, big you know? time for sure. It's, for example, uh, the way my mom used to treat me when I was a kid. Like I'm feeling sick today, mom. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> you're going to school. It's like you'll be my, fine. I don't yeah. know. It's my like, entire oh, life was like this, yeah. and I, I see kids nowadays. They get days oh, off. I, I I have a day off today. <laughs> What do you mean day off for? Because I asked my dad. Because, yeah, I asked my dad and I have a day off today. Day off for me, I, I've never had a day off yeah. at school. The only time we had a day off at school is our mom's like, I'm busy at hell at work and I'm not wasting my time <laughs> taking you to school. You guys walk yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the same for me. And I think mm-hmm. that builds to like the personality I have today, like being like working hard and this kind of stuff because. I, I knew before the way the way my mom taught me when I was a kid was this way. There's there's no ex- excuse, you know. Yeah. You seek, you gotta do what you gotta do. But know? that's that's like the toughness, and they also because they building like, for example, like yeah, building character. But our mother was like a tough 
person, you know, yeah. she raised three children by herself, so, you know, yeah. on top of trying to have a business and working. And their successful and, business. And, and yeah. renovating houses. Like, that's how she'd get by. You know what no, I mean? mean? She would flip houses. She'd buy she'd houses, buy renovate house, them. resell it, yeah. and then renovate try and make them. and live off the extra that she made. You know what I mean? So, like, a hardworking person. And, like, and that know, comes from our grandparents But then well. because they have a certain, like, um, stress or, or, or situation for themselves where, like, you... It doesn't matter. It's not an option. It's like, oh, you're tough. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? That's is the treatment. It's like, oh, I'm my tummy hurts. I don't want to go to school. It's like, ah, you're fine. You know? Yeah. It's no different to like, how oh, does anyone want to drink a water? <laughs> go get, yeah, go get it yourself. A, you got yeah, arms and legs. This is a family joke. Yeah. yeah. Our mum would always, it, not, not like kind of as a joke, whatever, but. She would no, literally, she's dead serious. She would announce that, like, oh, who would like a Who's drink? Who's thirsty? Anyone, who, who would you like drink? a tea? Would Do you, you want some orange juice? And anyone would be like, oh, yeah, I'd like that. It's in the fridge. <laughs> get go it and get it yourself or whatever. Go and get it yourself. Go you on. Legs. You, you got arms Why and legs. Why would you go offer? Yeah, no, it's just a funny <laughs> thing that she does. It's just a funny thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it, we that's the only thing that we've ever kind of experienced. And, I, I look, I think that's one of the major reasons that I'm good at jiu-jitsu. Like along with, you know, some natural ability to understand physical things with my body and understand mechanics. feeling and mechanics and stuff. But man, the the mental discipline to just continually turn up every day and do the same thing in the right direction with the right ideas, with the right kind of um, positioning and stuff like that. So you're actually, man, you're getting better every day. Every day I'm getting better. Every day I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Like that that comes from that. That comes from that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it's, you know, your own personal stuff and everything as well. But like, let's say, like continuing on, like I have to continue to learn the other side. And unless you're open to do that. It's not really going to happen. You're correct. You have to be open. Look, I'm not going to, I'm openly going to say that I'll never be able to help this person completely because I can't. Because as long as you're actively trying to approve. Yeah, I'm just trying to get closer to that. But in my lifetime, there's no way that I can go from this end to the spectrum to there or even go to the middle right, to be able to connect with that person better. Everyone's you know different. I, mean? I Everyone think there's different. a possibility. It doesn't matter. I know you say never, but I think there's always a possibility. 100%, but I'm just saying I'm, o- I'm, I'm open to the idea that yeah. it's probably not going to happen. If, if it does, great. Great. And that's the same way I think about achieving things as well. Like I'm open to the op- a possibility that I'll never be a world champion. That's the thing I'm working towards doing in jiu-jitsu. I'm open to the possibility I'm never going to have a family and children and blah, blah, blah. Worst case scenario is I'm open to it. I'm not, like, I'm not going to sit there but, and cry but, like my grandfather said because but, you don't get the things you want in life. Gonna do but I'm going to work as hard as I can to try and make those things happen. You I, know know, I just want to add to that because I shouldn't, I, I don't really think it's a good m- mental position to say like, oh, I'm open to, I'm never, but it's not never. It's like the rise is just as possible as the fall. 100%. So the thing is like, if you're, if you're going to say you're at a particular level or standpoint mm. or plateau in life, right? Mm. Um, like you can spiral downwards, but you can also rise just oh, as easily or just 100%. as quickly. So like, I wouldn't, yeah. I, just, I don't think it's negative, dude. I, I, I think everything's completely balanced. Like you, you have to be. I know there's a ex- level of realistic being realistic. Yeah, no, but realism or not, like the mental, like understanding that like, man, if, it, if this happens or not, I'm still going to continue to get better and grow and improve. And that's it. And that's the thing that well, I'm focused on. apply yourself towards Yeah, correct. That, yeah. Towards everything, towards life in general. Mm-hmm. And this, the, the problem for a lot of people is that attitude that we got in, we inherited mm-hmm. from our grandparents by default just because of what they went through. And that's the driving force that's kept us always to improve yeah, we had and a very, get better. We had a very good influence towards Which is, we're lucky. We're lucky for that. We're, you know we're very fortunate. But with that comes a lot of stress too, you know what I mean? Whenever you're always trying to achieve oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, and maybe standards man. don't always get met, like there's a level of stress. It doesn't just apply to us, it applies to anyone. Anyone around to. us as well. And, yes. and then when you're trying to juggle life and then whatever else is going on in the background and work and, and like just your general day where it's like, oh, now I'm going to go grocery shopping, now I'm going <laughs> to do this, now yeah. I'm going to go fill up on petrol, oh crap, another bill's come in, you know? When it comes to all of that, but yeah, like the hardest thing then at the end of the day is just to like some days you're like, well, you know, I'm not feeling very good today. A, it's a bit of a crap day. Next day, you're just like, you know what? I've just worked out, feeling really good, feeling really strong in the gym. Like, 
there's always going to be that fluctuation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like everyone has day. good days and bad days, but just in general, like the you like the you're overall, talking. you're still like climbing. Yeah, know? for sure. So but that's that's zoom the out and look at the big picture sometimes and be like, you know, what? I'm actually doing pretty good. For sure, for sure. As an overall. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like back to the same point mm-hmm. that I was kind of finishing on with yeah. um, uh, what was I talking about the. The open to possibility? Uh, no, not open to possibility. The, um, uh, I can't remember. I lost uh, my train of thought. Sorry. All right. It's all good. Um, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> actually, yes, it is. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so um, open to the possibility of all that and all that type of thing. Like you were saying, the flip side to like being activated all the time with carpentry and everything, the flip Mm. side to like having that mentality of like, I'm never going to be happy until I get better. And the thing is, is like, (laughs) that's kind of a a difficult thing to take on because you, you continually looking for more and more and more and more. And the thing is, is like, that's a really tiring, stressful thing to be around, whether it's to do with jujitsu or business or whatever. So like he's saying, you need to be kind to other people. You need to be kind to yourself. And, and that's the thing that I struggle with is learning that that second side is going like, all right, I actually need to stretch. I actually, I need to be less harsh with these people when I'm trying to help them improve. Even though it comes from a place of love and care because you want to give your information, you want to help them improve and, and that's what they're there for. Or you want to help them in life, whatever because you don't you can't deliver it in a way that they find loving and caring I have to work on that you know what I mean I have to work on that and that's something that I will continue to work on forever but like that's something that's become so much more obvious doing jiu-jitsu is like you can't just do one-sided stuff everything you're trying to always reach for that balance and reach for that balance and reach for that balance yeah Yeah. just in terms of like um finding an avenue to express yourself or grow or develop. Like, I think, like, whether it's, like, jiu-jitsu is definitely one, uh, like, boxing or something physical or weights training or even just doing a business venture or, or, or whatever it may be. But, like, there's point A and point B. Like, point A is where I am standing now. You know yeah. what I mean? Point B is sort of like a direction or some sort of level you that want I want to achieve. Yeah. But the thing is, like, in between is actually where you get to define yourself and your ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, so like the joy here, actually comes in the struggle of doing it. and, and Yeah, sure, it's a struggle, but the thing is like between this point is where you actually get to define yourself, your abilities, what you're capable of doing, what you're able to do, and then it's like, okay, now I've achieved this point. You know what I mean? It's like a milestone when you're actually climbing. Yeah, but goal. You're, you don't, you're not actually goal. defined by achieving the goal or starting at the point like it's actually the journey in between where that's you're actually, most important yeah. whatever the the um, um like uh venture is or adventure or whatever you, it doesn't matter but like yeah you actually define yourself and this is where you learn the most about yourself and your ability to connect with other people in this period or this time you know so like uh, uh, yeah I just from that i'm just trying to say or uh like i encourage people to do more than one thing. If you're doing jiu-jitsu, if, or try to do a little bit of another sport. If you're going to do this, uh, do a bit of yoga and stretching. You're actually going to learn your limits and, and like define yourself and understand more of who you are as an individual way better and it's going to transition and you're going to be able to apply it to something that you're really passionate about way more. So like if you're going to focus- You're saying you can learn a deeper understanding of yourself uh, yeah. through the action of going through multiple different yeah, activities. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many And then that'll fashions. help you do if it's jiu-jitsu that you really love it'll help you even more with jiu-jitsu. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I I think that's probably true. I, you can you can do it that way, you can totally focus on one thing. I do think like the more you experience so the bigger your perspective is and the bigger perspective the better decisions you make. Or especially with physical crafts because like you understand that whether it's jujitsu, whether it's boxing, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's yoga, whether it's like hockey or lacrosse or, or yeah, soccer yeah. or whatever. Every single Olympic Every sport, single yeah. thing, right? The main yeah. three bases for everything is like um, uh, structure, uh, like center of gravity, leverage, yeah. and like body mechanics. And all of these, your body is a particular instrument. And in that way, yeah. like these 
Yeah. Like whether it's so this is like the fundamental underlying concept for how for things work. All things yeah, yeah, because correct. your body works in a particular way, yeah. anyways. But like the more you people don't pay attention to the core thing, the that you're core thing. About. But they the thing is, the, the deeper the... your level of understanding of the actual function of a joint and and like this limb or whatever it may be, it's like the leverage and mechanic of this joint does this, and the rotation, for example then you understand how it works. So then you actually understand how it works even better in a different skill or craft or art. And then it'll like relay over. And the more you understand the, how many different functions and options there are to use your own instrument, then you can apply it to something wholeheartedly and you just have a way more like deeper and, and, and like, fundamental understanding of what you're able to do yeah comparing and, and comparing what you what you're saying with jiu-jitsu is just like we're trying to uh, yeah, teach the concepts yeah, yeah and teach the step to step the, the position the, of how it. to hit a tennis racket you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, like yeah how yeah. to hit a tennis ball so yeah you need the skill Example. and it's the same thing with the balance like Some people are only really good with the step-to-step thing and some people are really good with the conceptual stuff. Now, mm. the thing with the conceptual stuff is... all come it, down to experience and knowledge. Yeah, but the thing with the conceptual stuff is you can actually not know the techniques or not know the step-by-step and still figure it out because you understand the fundamental the basis of yeah. what things is. Yeah. And th- that, that's also some people should look for in life. And that's you need to understand how things are and how things work and how everything operates and the mechanism for everything around you and if you understand the mechanism and how things operate and how things click over and tick and how the gears and cogs rotate you can make better decisions in life you can make better decisions and things you're going to have an easier ability to do the thing that you want to do that you've made a decision on because you understand how things work mm-hmm. all right but people focus too much on the face level of things because they focus too much on the face level of things surface yeah, yeah the surface level yeah. of appearance with social media and looking yeah. looking fancy and blah, blah 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 and never figuring out like what do, what do I actually want to do what do, what do, what am I actually going to care about what do, what do I what do what I want to be what is my yeah. true values and no one spends any time to do this stuff like they're always left like kind of in failure it's like with jiu jitsu it's like that like oh the technique didn't work and I can never submit my opponent yes because You're not applying it within these parameters. And that's for everything in life. Can be superficial. Yes. Yeah. There's, certain, there's certain steps in order to achieve success. Yeah, there's certain parameters you need to operate within. If you don't operate within them, things don't work out. And like, it doesn't, and like any, any means of success and blah, blah, blah. If you don't do these basic things, you won't achieve anything you want. And the more experience you have and the more things you do and the more things you open yourself to and if you just approach things with a, a an open like I, i will accept all information my lens is as wide as possible right and a a um like an attitude of like no matter how difficult it is i'm going to just figure it out i'm going to figure it out and work on it if you come with that attitude towards anything you're just generally going to improve and that's like oh well, now yeah. i'm understanding the mechanism of how to kind of think about things to just kind of continually improve. And you're definitely going to improve at an accelerated rate once you yeah. have or develop it like your own sort of idea on how to filter and, and use mm. the information, you know, but that comes with time. And actually just like the more you do, mm. you know, yeah. Does anyone want to like kind of mention anything? Like I know it's like a pretty intense conversation. He's super intense. I'm super intense. <laughs> we just start screaming, screaming at the camera. Go, hey guys, do this now. If you don't do this, you're not going to improve and stuff. But like, th- this is how. This is the only thing we've ever experienced. This is why. But it's time. Like I just think. Yeah. T- like I started off saying, like time conquers all. It's like, man, if you guys want to achieve and get somewhere, like I know the topic would preferably like to be about jujitsu, but it doesn't matter. Like, you define your own level of success, what it is that you want to achieve. If you want to become world champion, man, my brother has been doing weights and, and physical things, right, from an early age, whether it's soccer, whether it's cricket, weights, whether yeah. we did some martial arts and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, we did some taekwondo, like super Taekwondo, young, yeah. like maybe a little bit like Wing For like Chun. three weeks and then uh, we were bashing each other too much and we weren't allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, but anyways, like on top of that... Yeah. man weights training uh weights routines rugby weightlifting um and then jiu-jitsu you know what i mean like there's so many different fashions that we sort of have an understanding of how to use our bodies mm. you know what i mean kickboxing but, but then the main everything. thing is like man 
I remember, I remember the first time actually I went to the jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah. This was, um, can I mention like names or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it was BTT. Um, yeah, BTT in Adelaide. Was in Adelaide. Adelaide. Anyway, so I don't know. I think you'd been going for a couple of weeks. I, I decided like to 30, turn 14. up. He was. I would have been like twelve or something like I would that. Have been fourteen. Would have been Anyways, like I don't know anything. No one's explained to me anything. They gave me a basic thing of this is how you hit the mat. Yeah, and this is how you fall stuff. down yeah. and break your fall. And then like I'm just like lying there almost. I don't know what's going on or what or what I'm meant to achieve. And this guy gets me in like a punch choke, and it's like, like something's like snapped here. I've heard it, and then I'm crying, and I had a bad experience, and yeah. you know, so yeah, I didn't want to go there anymore. But like my brother here has like turned up to training for numerous years. How long has it been? Ten plus years now? No, not ten plus years. Probably because I had a break for but probably like eight years if you add up all the time. Like yeah, it's I a mean, fairly man, long time. Man, it's consistency. The thing is like, man, if you want to get good and you want to get better, like time. Time mm. is your biggest asset mm. you know mm. invest it wisely yeah 100 percent. you don't get it back that is your most precious asset for sure mm. you don't get it back man it disappears and that's it all right everybody um you know thanks so much andre for coming in i'll get yes. you a shirt and stuff in a minute yeah, nice. but thanks so much thank Lucas, you. as well Oops. yeah lucas thanks guys pleasure. thank you man lucas thanks again for being on thank but you, yeah man. um Oops. episode seven check that out Oops. Oops.